Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday, and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Gasher. Hey, good morning, Bristol. <laughs> what a crazy weekend. That was the most fun I've ever had putting on a race. I don't know about you, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, when you said that, I was surprised because it was just me, you, and Mackenzie hanging out all weekend. But it was a good time. So. Yeah. I, th- I think it was because from from the start to when we came out there to wrapping up we were together all together the whole time and usually i'm alone and by myself so that probably had to do with it but uh i think the coolest story i have from noche is i got to stop at the geographical center of texas and pee in the heart of texas i was like i was driving down the road looking for this marker dude and I passed the geographical marker, and I was like, "Crap!" And so I pull over. But then to my left was the 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 heart of Texas park. So I just peed on the ground right there in the heart of Texas, dude. So I like that. That's your favorite thing. That makes sense. It's not my favorite thing. I just think it's a cool story. Anyways, <sighs> it was a good race. Um, you got anything on it? Well, uh, I know one person in specific is listening to this. Our boy, our boy Garrett. So uh, shout yeah. out to him. He uh, he brought the energy, man. It was like uh, even even at the registration, not registration, but packet pickup. He came up to the table, and my guy just got fired up. And I think everybody else in the line was like, "Whoa." He's got some energy, man, and uh, he got me fired up. I'm sure he got, you know, most of the racers kind of like on that same energy level. And then, uh, I mean, uh, like we saw, he brought it the whole race, and he never really lost that uh, that fire and that um, just like I don't know. He's got he's got a different kind of energy, man. So yeah, shout out shout out to him. He won. Yeah, yeah, forty miles. Yeah, dude. It was interesting to see a lot of the 40 mile it dropped down to the 27 during the race. Um, yeah, that was that was interesting because we had like, man, we I think out of 30, we had 32 40 mile people signed up and only 12 finished. Dang. So wow. we had 20 people drop, which is insane. It shows how hard that course is. That's like that course is like a a a thirty five percent completion rate. So I That's need to crazy. put I need to put that on like on the website. But yeah, bro, that course is no joke, dude. So I thought yeah. I thought, go ahead. I was just gonna say I, it was a great event. Um like, you know, there towards the end, whenever we were up at like three, four, five AM, um it was awesome just waiting. I mean just because everybody gets so spread out, you know, you'd wait 15, 20, 30 minutes between each runner and you'd just see a little headlight come trickling down the trail. It's like, all right, who's this? 
<laughs> Who's this? Are they going to be able to go out on another lap or whatever? Um, I don't know so. about you, but the scariest part, and I've shared that I shared this with Philip. Shout out to Philip for volunteering like an insane amount of hours. He stayed up all night with us pretty much um, with two kiddos too. But uh, one of the, what was I saying, dude? What do you mean? What was I saying? <laughs> I completely lost track. I have no idea. <laughs> bro, you never, you do not listen, bro. You see, this I week. I listen, but I. No, I, this I was, week when we were doing stuff for the race, I would tell Asher things and he'd be like, huh? What? You <laughs> need to work on those listening skills, dude. Literally, you said it, bro. That's why you never hire your best friends. Yeah, you said true. It, bro. Yep. I'll just build it up and bring you in later. <laughs> Anyways. Uh. Man, sorry, podcast listeners. Hey, anyway. and that was a good time to um, talk about this real quick. So I got my order in from Viper, V-Y-P-E-R. And I actually, there's some more, there's some details that I left out in the last podcast, but they're our sponsor for this, for this shooting the bull, for the shooting the bull episodes. Um, so it's V-Y-P-E-R, Viper with a Y viperenergy.com is where you can get this but it's energy drink that has all natural 150 milligrams of natural caffeine i want to say it's tea extract is what they do it has electrolytes has vitamins and minerals zero grams of sugar has all nine EAAs, no artificial ingredients it's veteran owned and it's made in the usa this is the most American and healthy energy drink on the market. It, I mean, it, it is the most, yeah, it's the most healthy and American energy drink on the market. So y'all pick some up. That's um, V-Y-P-E-R is how you spell Viper, but it's ViperEnergy.com. So, yeah. Yeah, Asher hasn't tried any yet. I tried it yesterday. It was really good. I'm gonna. I'm actually about to drive like ten hours or something, and so I'll be. Uh, I got that thrown in the cooler for me. So, so he needs that energy. Nah, dude. Uh, I do remember what you were saying. So I'm gonna bring it back to that. You were talking about the uh, forty milers and how that's a tough course and how so many people drop down to the to uh, doing the twenty seven, which I think you were gonna make a comment on. Hmm. but okay well it's gone bro it's gone at this point it's gone it's out of here apparently bro so actually this is actually something really interesting these people they would come in dude and a couple people like spread out they would say yeah there was like this hog chasing me and i was like what and then i was like no way like this this guy can't be t- can't, like i'm not gonna say he's lying but it was hard to believe because i was like if hogs chasing you like Usually, you got to climb a tree or something. And this other guy comes in. He's like, yeah, dude, there's hogs out there. There's like a pack of like baby hogs and there's like a mama hog. So, apparently, we had hogs chasing people out there also. Um, but And there's some snakes. So, yeah, dude. Some dude said uh, in the middle of his race, he, uh, he was running along the trail and a uh, big old, he said like four foot rattlesnake just slithered right in front of where he's running I was like, golly dude 
he hopped over it. He said he hopped over it like a deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're out there in the boonies, dude. I mean, that's back, back country, back where they're running, man. I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere, small town. Where they're going is like three miles away from where, where we're at. And they're, you know, snaking around up there. And then they come back down. Um, but, I mean, it's a beautiful area. And honestly, I think it's our most scenic race we have as far as the height of the hills and the amount of hills, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a beautiful area. But, um, anyways, so something I really wanted to touch on today, um, and this came to my mind earlier, but um, honestly, bro, I cannot stand and I was talking about this yesterday with the brother, but I cannot stand when people are fake, dude. Do you know what I mean by this? Explain a little bit, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I know what you mean. So let me just give you an example. So like, and this is just something little, this is something little, but I, <laughs> I don't, I, can't, I don't like when people just don't tell me the truth or what what it, what it really is, if that makes sense. So, for example, um, I'm just going to go all in, bro. So, I've been reading the Bible from start to finish, right? And I'm, I'm three quarters of the way done pretty much at this point. Now, I'm reading some crazy things, dude. Some crazy things about this God of this Bible, bro. And... Some things that I'm like, that's that's God's character. For example, several times I'm, I've read in the Bible, if you forsake God, he will forsake you. But in church, I've always heard God will never forsake you. For example, I've always heard, oh, God, God loves you and and he's just going to pick you up. And even if you're living this lifestyle that doesn't glorify him. You know, you're, God's grace is all over you. But in the Bible, I'm reading that God's wrath will come upon you if you're one of his children and you keep on doing things that dis- that go against him and his word. And it's just these trends, bro. And as we know, like God is the same God of the Bible for, throughout the whole Bible. And yes, God loves us, man. He does have so much grace and mercy that in our sin, when we do mess up, he still is willing to forgive us if we repent of our sins, right? And the blood of Christ covers that sin, right? But there's these sides of God, and we talked a little bit about it whenever we were back in uh, preparing for Noche. There's these sides of God that are not being shared, in the church, like just in general, like if I go into a random church service here in America, it doesn't matter where it is. From what I'm reading, 70 to 80% of the Bible is about God's wrath and judgment. But in the church, 99% is all about his love and grace. And there's no, there's no, and we talked about this before, the fear of God. There's no practicality of enforcing the fear of God. It just it's the fear of God lacks. And 
that is an example of what I mean by I can't stand when people are not just giving you it for what it truly is. But not only does that apply like biblically, but I was looking at it life-wise and perspective-wise as far as um, even like putting on our races, right? Um, like I, I can't, like I will not be fake or give something artificial through Texas outlaw. Like I'm not gonna, for example, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, hey, we're doing this thing and stay and and really enforce it, and then not do it. If that makes sense. Like for example, we have on our website that we're environmentally friendly, right? What does that actually mean? Well, that actually means we don't leave any trash around. We make sure we pick up all of our stuff. We go out and get all our course markings at the start and finish area. We pick all that stuff up. If you got trash on the trail, we pick it up, right? We're cleaning up. We don't litter the environment. Outside of that, you know, we try to um, make sure we, I do try to genuinely make sure I, I, I limit my plastic use as far as for Texas outlaw. But, you know. Like, I'm real about it, dude. But I feel like we live in such a world where there's so much fakeness. Like, there's, like, this facade going on. And this is another thing. I, I talked to Philip at our race, and I said, Philip, what makes Texas Outlaw running different from everywhere else? Because he's ran a couple races. And I've asked, I asked a couple people, actually, not at that race, but just in general. And they all kind of said the same thing, and it was this. They said, when they go to these other races... They feel like everybody knows each other at these races. So when they come in, either as a new person or a person that hasn't ran that person's race before, they come in and they feel like they're not in the click. That's what Philip said. That's a good word. He used the click. He said, there's all these clicks going on and you're just kind of left out in a way. But he said at Texas, like with when he comes and do races with, all, with us, we're super friendly and there aren't any clicks. And it's true, bro. We don't have hardly any trail running groups coming to our races. Like, group groups. Like, I don't ever see Dallas Dirt Runners there. Team Dirt and Burt, I see at Ramble and the Brambles. And I see a couple of them at different races spread out, but, like, I don't see, like, a big group of them, you know. Um, and then there's this other group called Running Familia. I've never seen them. They're all at these other races, which is which is perfectly fine, but I'm just saying what – the, the the reason people like coming to ours is because we're we're honestly just some genuine guys like genuine people we're happy they're there and they're happy about the race and we just want to make sure no matter what you have a good time and if there's anything anything that goes wrong if there's a course marking that's jacked up seven miles out and we got to go fix it we're going to go fix it you know um but i think what's really cool is we're just real and raw and like we're not we're not putting on this facade or we don't have this chip on our shoulder that oh we're 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 this you know what i mean like we don't put this chip on our shoulder like oh yeah i'm with this group or oh yeah i'm the race director for this race like no one gives a crap bro and this this is ultimately what it came down to this is what i was thinking about earlier this is the point that i'm getting to i've been seeing all over social media heat training tips, how to train in the heat, you know, all over. And yes, that's great if you're a new runner, but bro, there's an oversaturation of this. It's like, people are like, 
trying to because they have this chip on the show that they're trying to create content and they're saying what's something i could talk about oh it's hot i posted about it last year but i'm gonna post about it again and they post it and it's this big long description or is this big hour long podcast and i'm just like dude drink a lot of water and electrolytes and stay hydrated Stay fueled. You're good. That's it. I love it. Boom. To the point, bro. Real raw. You know what I mean? I love that stuff, bro. And so I say, I say all that to say this, bro, that I think it's very beneficial as a human being when interacting with others to just be real and to the point, just lay it out. Don't put on the facade. Yeah. That's all that. That's all I got on that, bro. Yeah, it's good. Um, although sometimes people do need the explanation, but I wanted to say something real quick about what you were talking about uh, a little earlier in regards to God yeah. and him being wrathful. So, you know, a lot of those instances were whenever Israel was living under the law. And I know this is like, we're getting deep in the Bible now. Yeah. Um, and it says in a couple in a couple places that jo- that God is a jealous God, right? And he, whenever he saw the children of Israel uh, sinning against him, what he would use is he would use his wrath so that he could turn the children of Israel back to him. Because he's like, I don't want y'all straying away from the good things that I've given you, the good promises that I've made to you. And so he would use his wrath, and kind of like you were saying. Uh, God is the same yesterday, he's the same now, and he's the same forever. So even though we are no longer living under the law, now that Jesus has come back and, you know, right. given us the sacrifice. Um, and I want to explain this. Can I, can I explain this real quick uh, off that? Yeah. I want to explain to the listeners that I don't know. The law is the law of Moses, which is what you read about and what there's a lot of controversy over, which there shouldn't be. Um, yeah. The law of Moses basically is the Ten Commandments, and it's all the rules that came with it. Of you can't eat ham, you you gotta be circumcised, you have to um, you have to follow all of these practices. And so, what happened is in the New Testament, Paul writes about it, which is a New Testament person who wrote a lot of the New Testament. He says we are no longer bound to the law because we're in a new covenant with God, and that was an old covenant. We're in a new covenant with God. And so we no longer have to follow all of those rules and practices that we had to follow before because something new has happened. So I just wanted to explain that to the listeners um, so that they understood. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. So we're no longer living under the law, but that doesn't mean that God is any different and he's still extremely jealous and he wants right. everyone. He He has given this, he has given his son so that everyone, not just the Israelites anymore, but every single person and everyone listening to this podcast can take part in the kingdom of God. And in that way, he is still jealous and uh, deserves to be feared, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, dude. Well, I think that's enough of that for the podcast, man. We went down the rabbit hole today, bro. Can I be yes, honest, bro? I... I arrived at my conclusion before the podcast started, which was about God. But whenever we started the podcast, 
I couldn't remember the beginning of how I got to that conclusion. So I started at the conclusion and, and then worked backwards, if that nice. makes sense. <laughs> so it all started with the idea of, um, of like the races and just how like um, what Philip was saying about these clicks and these other races and stuff. And so just want to put that out there. But yes, sir. Do you have anything to say on that too, by the way, real quick before we end it, um, just about like our atmosphere at the race and, and how we treat and talk to people. I think we treat it and talk to everybody equally. Yeah, I think, I think we're super real. Um, I, I mean, I love my favorite thing is just meeting all, you know, the people that you come to ultras i mean not that they're like outcasts or not that they're any different from anyone else but you know if they don't have a group i think that makes it even more fun because it's like everyone has their specific little background and you know we have a lot of diversity in that um in a good way so i mean i i love going to the races and it being like you know sometimes i'll see old faces but most of the time i'm seeing new faces and people that i wouldn't have had the chance to meet if I hadn't come and or if we hadn't set up a race. So right. yeah, we do have quite a few returners. Yeah. Between races, which is good. Um, I do want to, before we end this episode, I do want to say I put it out on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Asher knows about it, but we are looking for a assistant race director starting December, January. It pays $10 an hour. Um, applications are open. So if you want to apply, email it to texasoutlawrunning at gmail.com. And just, yeah, email it there. And I'm looking for, I've had a lot of women, bro, a lot of women DM me, message me about being assistant race director. But we work in intimate environments and I'm married. And Asher knows this. Like we work in very close environments together alone. And so I kind of had to explain, hey, no, I can't do that right now just because it's such a small operation. If it was bigger, then it would be no problem, right? Um, but it's me and one other person, and that, and I'm married, so I that's just not okay. Um, so anyways, preferably guys, and um, you got to be a runner or a hiker. And something I put on there, you got to have urgency. <clears throat> Asher. Uh Anyways, so email those in. But thanks for listening, guys, and we'll listen to y'all <laughs> next Monday on Shooting the Bull.